welcome to Moa's Ark, where God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Prophetess Dawn, a.k.a. Moa. I am excited to be with you on today. Today is the uh, broadcast of my very first podcast, and I am just testing some things out. I want to see how it go. And if this goes well, you guys will hear it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm excited about what God uh, is endeavoring to do uh, through this podcast. I've tried a few other things. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I believe that this is the best form for me to come and deliver and minister the word of God. I got kind of hung up on uh, doing these Facebook book live uh, videos because I always was worried about whether my lashes were done right or whether my hair was looking okay and you know all of the videos so I just eliminated all of that and I will be coming to deliver to you the word from the Lord in this forum and I pray that you are able to receive it amen amen so like I said this is a test drive for me so I wanted to start out uh, with a message a revelation that God had given me concerning the heavenly so I want to talk about that today I want to format these podcasts in a way that is practical uh, that gives you tangible tools and, and, and principles and things that you can use in your everyday life. I want you to have something that will touch you from heaven, that will allow you to, to deal with situations and circumstances that you are faced with. So this topic today, again, is something that is near and dear to my heart, and it's just something I want to get off of my chest <laughs> in a way. Uh, but topics that I, I, I got a few in my backlog that I want to talk about, a few sessions that I've done uh, on my Facebook Live uh, under the Morris Art uh, Agape Life Coaching um, page, and I'm going to redo those because I'm just excited. I'm excited, 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 so I'm going to try to tighten up the format, uh, but again, I've got some stuff that I just want to go over with you guys some things that I want to talk about. Amen. So let's see if I can get to uh, to this about, about the heavenlies. Uh, let me just start out. Amen. All right. So praise the Lord. So let's get started in our topic for today. As I shared with you all, this is my very first podcast, so I'm just uh, playing around with a few things, but I had something on my mind that I wanted to talk to you all about. I wanted to start out and talk about the uh, authority, the power that God has given us uh, as his ambassadors, as his children, as the sons of God. Uh, And I wanted to just elaborate a little bit on uh, the heavens and the earth that was created and developed by God uh, in the beginning. And I always start with this disclaimer that I am not in any way uh, claiming to be a theologian. Um, I've shared with some of you all who have heard my past broadcast that I do have 
uh, an undergraduate uh, degree in theology. I also have one in uh, management information systems and business management. Um, and I've been in ministry uh, for uh, maybe the last 15, 10, 15 years. Uh, so I am a student of the word. I do not uh, profess to be anything other than a child of God who is learning. But I believe that God has given revelation. So I uh, endeavor to help others to learn as, as I learn. Amen. So I uh, just wanted to start out by prefacing that. Uh, but let's get into the study. Uh, we know and understand that God created man in his triune image. And that God, uh, being God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, created man as a reflection and man being man the Spirit, God's Ruach, uh, the breath, his breath, when he breathed into man, uh, the spirit of man uh, came alive. Uh, man the soul, whereby our intellect, our will, and our emotions reside or live within our soul. So we are our soul. And man the body, uh, the physicality of man, that earth suit, the physical, tangible, uh, natural part of man. Amen. So God created us in his image, but in that three-part uh, being. So we have to understand and know that all three parts of man, God, and the earth in which we live in are in existence all at the same time. We know and understand that in the beginning, uh, God developed the heavens and the earth, the heavens and the earth. The Bible references the heavens as a plural, as multiple, uh, and the earth as one, as singular. Uh, we know and understand that man, or as man, human, we live in the earth. We dwell in the earth. Yet the first heaven is a little higher, a little above the earth. The Bible speaks of the three uh, different heavens, yet in Genesis 1 and 1, it says God created the heavens, plural. The first heaven is the atmosphere around the earth. So it's the atmosphere around the earth. And we're going to talk about this a little bit uh, in further detail. And that's the area uh, where in Genesis 7 and 11, they were describing the rain that brought on the flood of Noah's time. And the word of God says, the windows of heaven were open. How many on the uh, extent of the water was in verse 19 that says, all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. So we know and understand that that is referencing the first heaven. And it's talking about just that atmosphere right around or above the earth. The, the place where as humans we're able to um, uh, uh, visit, <laughs> but we cannot inhabit. We can't live there. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about why in just a moment. Uh, and then the second heaven, the second heaven, and this is where Satan rules uh, and his demons dwell. The angels reside and they're able to navigate uh, their way in and out. And this is where the dead rest until judgment. Okay, this is not the, um, the home of the angels, but it is a place, a space 
where they occupy uh, at times, but it is a place, a space where humans, humans with a physical body uh, are not permitted uh, to, um, to enter. Uh, humans are able to enter into the first heaven, but they are not able to enter into the second heaven with their earth body, with their physical body, yet they rest there until judgment. Uh, sometimes we've heard of purgatory uh, being referenced in that area. So the second heaven is commonly referenced to as that upper space, that outer space, that place where uh, humans do not dwell in the physical. Exodus 32 and 13 is one of the many references uh, to the stars of heaven. Stars are not in the skies from which the rain falls, which is a little bit lower, but in the space beyond the atmosphere. So this is beyond the atmosphere. Nehemiah 9 and 6 refers to this space as heaven. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heaven, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts. So their hosts are referenced to as the planets and the stars. And then we have the third heaven. And this is where the angels dwell and, and God primarily resides. He primarily resides there. He dwells there. Yet we know that he sits above the heavenlies. Uh, so um, the third heaven is mentioned in 2 Corinthians 12 verses 1 through 4 where Paul also called it paradise in verse 4. Uh, that word is from the Greek, the Greek word for park or garden. It is, it is derived from the Greek word for park or garden, not just any park or garden, but a magnificent one. It's the same word that has been used in the standard Greek translation of the Old Testament. the Septuagint to mean the Garden of Eden. The S-E-P-T-U-A-G-E-N-T, G-I-N-T, I'm sorry, S-E-P-T-U-A-G-I-N-T to mean the Garden of Eden. And what I want to emphasize on is that each of these exists all at once. They are tangible. They are in existence and operation all at once. As real as the earth is, is as real as uh, the first, the second, and the third heavens. We simply have more keen consciousness of one over the other just because we dwell in one and not the others. But do not be deceived. They are in operation at all times. So let's talk about the earth. Let's talk about the earth. So man has legal dominion and authority over the earth. So this is the reason why we as humans, we can do what we want when we want. <laughs> and we can, you know, uh, uh, make our own destiny per se, you know, in our actions. But in this realm, in this area that God created, it requires a physical body that earth suit that we talked about a few minutes ago. It requires a soul and a spirit in order to dwell, in order to dwell in uh, existence uninhibited uh, in this environment. You must have a body, a soul, and a spirit. If you remove any of 
uh, the three from that um, from that equation, you cannot you can only dwell here temporarily. Amen. You understand that you must have a physical body, a soul and a spirit. So that's why we know that when when our body dies, when our body dies, our soul uh, releases and our spirit uh, is removed from the body and we're no longer dwelling in the earth. And when we talk about spiritual things, when we talk about these uh personalities uh these these spirits these demons these um agents of satan they have to take on the physicality they have to dwell within the physical in order for them to operate in order for them to have any power okay so man never lost rule or dominion over the earth let me repeat that Man never lost rule or dominion over the earth. This is a misnomer that has been perpetuated through the body of Christ for many, many years. This is not theologic. It is not biblical. It is not something that is founded in the word of God. Uh, Oftentimes, ministers, when they preach about the fall of man, they... uh, disillusion us they mislead us into believing that Adam lost dominion that was not a consequence that was passed down for his actions God was very deliberate in the consequences that were passed down and while Adam was booted out of the Garden of Eden and uh, the enemy was given a promise that the woman uh, seed will trample over his head in victory and Eve was given uh, the uh, promise that she would uh, uh, bear pain through labor and that she will love the husband not one time did he say you're gonna lose dominion amen so let's just go back and read the word if we don't believe it but man never lost rule and dominion over the earth only access to his natural dwelling place as no dead thing could dwell within there. So when they committed the sin, when they fell um, and, and surely did they die, then they lost access to their natural dwelling place. So Adam lost access to the garden, yet death absolved him of his legal authority over the second heaven, that atmospheric heaven, which sits on high and above the earth. Simple uh, simply means principles must be applied to principalities in order to enact authority in heaven as well as on earth. There is there's a method to this thing. God will not usurp his own uh, uh, principles, his own uh, um, rules and regulations. He's just not going to do it. He's not going to, to reverse or change his mind about uh, the principles that he has given us. So I look at it like this, that no demon that is headed to hell, (laughs) because they ain't in hell yet, no demon headed to hell nor angel in heaven can usurp the authority of man. It is impossible unless you give it up. 
Man must relinquish his power. He must relinquish his authority. He must surrender his authority. So it requires a physical surrender. So oftentimes when we're thinking that the enemy has full control, he ain't got that much power. We're giving it to him because we are ignorant to the power and the authority that we have. Okay. So when I think about how Adam lost access to the Garden of Eden and, 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 and he lost access to it, I think about it like this, um, you know, because I've been a renter uh, for some years and I've even owned my own property. Um, but when you are evicted from your home, you, you, you get kicked out of that space, you get kicked out of your home. That don't mean that you lose or you are uh, uh, removed from the authority of the things that you have rule over, such as your children, your pets, uh, the things that belong to you. You don't lose rulership over those things. And, and see, that's where, you know, we kind of get it twisted a little bit. But like I said, we can go deeper into the study. And I welcome, I welcome the conversation because I believe that God is trying to get us into revelation about what authority we have in the earth and stop giving it up to the enemy thinking that he is the prince of this earth he is he has the power he has rulership the devil is a liar he does not all right so let's talk about the first heavenlies let's talk about the first heavenlies god has legal dominion he has legal dominion over all of these entities, the heaven and the earth. But let's talk about the first heavenly. And he has permitted delegated authority over the first heaven to his angels. He's permitted them delegated authority over the first heavens. This is why we ask God to have them to war against those who war against us. He's, he's given them authority uh, over the first heaven. Hence the fact that as we call on the angels to act on our behalf, they are on post to aid us and to assist us. Hebrews 2 and 7 denotes that man is a little lower than the angels. A little lower. That means that they're up there in that atmospheric uh, uh, location and they're there waiting to war on our behalf. Amen. They're they not far away. <laughs> Ooh, I get excited when I think about it. It requires a spirit to dwell in the heavenlies. You require a spirit. And I'm talking about dwelling. I'm not talking about temporarily uh, entering in that area. I'm talking about to dwell. Um, okay. So although man can temporarily and frequently exist in this realm with modified equipment that stimulates the necessities for life or longevity in those areas, such as oxygen and gravity, we can frequent the area, but we cannot dwell in the area. So if you think about, you know, man walking on the moon or, you know, us going up into space, those areas we have to have, you know, like the space uh, suits and different things in order to simulate uh, what is needed for them in uh, that realm, okay? So man usurps the legal authority of the universe and the solar system by constantly making trips into space. I am one, and I will say this 
with 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 boldness and resounding. Uh, I don't believe that God intended for us to go into into space. I just don't. I, I, I appreciate all that NASA has done, but I believe that NASA is a component that is a direct uh, uh, a re- rebellion. It is in direct rebellion against God's purpose and plan for the earth. Now I said it, I mean it, and I believe it. I, I don't believe that God ever intended for us to go into the, uh, the earth, at, that, that atmosphere over the earth or even beyond. I just don't believe it. Um, so that's why we, we have so many um, adverse effects in our earth. Uh, because we are doing things that are not congruent to what God intended for us to do with the earth. So we disrupt our universe by constantly going into uh, the solar system. And it's something that we'll probably have to deal with the consequences of until Jesus returns. Okay, so between the damage we do on the earth and the illegal entry into space, we've got what global warming, right? And it's not the only thing that we have to worry about, but it's, it's things like that that we bring on ourselves. So the Bible also talks about the new heaven and the new earth, right? Being created because we have hard, we've been hard headed and we've harshly handled this earth and it, we're destroying it. We are being destructive. So God is going to deliver to us a healthy earth upon which uh, when Jesus returns, that we'll be able uh, to dwell in a new heaven and a new earth. All right. So again, I I look at it like this. Um, You may have successfully illegal. You may have successful illegal entry, yet temporary dwelling in these spaces but eventually you'll be evacuated and kicked out (laughs) because you don't belong here. All right. So earth, the first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven are in full throttle operation at the same time. It's important that y'all got to know this, that, that what we see in the natural is not all that exists. There is a spirit realm that is in, in, in um, existence while we live, okay? So each have the ability to influence the other. What we do in the earth is influenced in the heaven and the first heaven. What we do in the earth is influenced in the second and third heaven. And what is done in heaven is impacted and influenced in the earth. We just have to know how to pull it down. All right, so let's talk about the second heaven, the second heaven. All right, so man lost any legal dominion and authority over the second heaven, okay? So this is where souls find rest until judgment is decreed. It's where Satan was granted authority as the prince of the air. This is where he strategizes and he instructs his demons and minions from uh, this place and this space. So this uh, heaven requires a soul and a spirit or just a spirit to dwell. Okay. So the first in the earth, we required a physical body, a soul and a spirit in order for you to dwell, to live, to, you know, to have a uh, long existence there. And the first heaven, you require a soul 
and a spirit to dwell. And in the second heaven, you require a soul plus a spirit or a spirit to dwell there. So similar to the illegal transport from the from earth to the first heaven, the same can be said from the second heaven into earth. Yet demons must find a host in the earth in order to temporarily dwell. So just like an astronaut requires a spacesuit so that it does not, I mean, so that they don't um, expire when they go into space, they don't die, so does a demon require an earth suit. They have to have a physical body, something physical, in order for them to temporarily um, dwell in that space. All right. So on the other hand, a man must shed his earth suit or his physical body to dwell in the second heavenly. So when we think about um, where do we go? Where do we go when our bodies, you know, where are our souls going? Our souls are going into that second heaven, which oftentimes is referenced to as, you know, let's say purgatory or something like that. Uh, there's a there's a time or a period of time that the soul and the spirit continues to reside in that atmospheric space in the earth after death, after death, after the body uh, dies, there is a period of time. But once the soul has passed through the first heaven, it will dwell in the second heaven until the coming of Christ, okay? All right, so Satan, the devil, has all authority in this place. And that authority is consequent, has consequential impacts on the earth. Okay? Oftentimes, we misinterpret his power and authority in the earth because he is an influencer of the earth. He has no legal authority nor power over man. So he has been given authority in that second heaven, but he still, even in that second heaven, does not have authority or power over man through Jesus Christ. He does not have power or authority, but he has power and authority over those things that he has rule over, which are those demons and those minions and the strategies that he put into play. All right. So I want you to remember that the devil is a liar. <laughs> he is a liar. And when he tempted Jesus with the kingdoms of the world and the riches and the benefits of those kingdoms, it was not by a God-given right. He didn't have a right. He didn't have the authority. He didn't have the power. I'm telling you, a lot of these preachers, they, they preaching it wrong. It was by man's relinquishing of his possessions of those things to Satan as the ruler of the time. A fallen people who succumb, excuse me, to the wiles of the enemy. That was what gave him power. So, so in other words, let me see, how can I explain this? I have ownership of my home. I own my home. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a taxpayer. I, my mortgage is in good standing. I own my home. 
I can take and I can deed my home to someone else and I can relinquish my rights, my financial rights of my home to someone else. It doesn't mean that they have they have power and authority over my home before I relinquish it to them. I have to give them something. So because of man's uh, rebellious state and because we are not walking or we don't walk in obedience to God's will, we hand over to Satan the keys to the house and allow him to take full ownership and authority, but it's not his. He don't own it. We gave it to him. And that's what we don't understand in the earth. We think that the enemy has authority and power here in the earth, and we're just giving him stuff that he don't even own. You cannot have authority over my children. You can't have authority over my marriage. You cannot have authority over my my business or, or my profession or anything like that because somebody said you the prince of the air. The devil is a liar. You are lying, demon, straight from the pits of heaven, and you have no power. You have no authority over that which God has already given to man. No matter where you dwell, no matter where you have a uh, 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 legal rights it still is subject to and comes under the authority of man now don't misinterpret this don't misunderstand I'm not putting man over Christ I'm not putting man over God we know we already established or know and I'm hoping that those who will listen to this podcast already believe that God is is all powerful (laughs) I already believe that Jesus is all powerful. What I'm trying to emphasize here is the power and the authority that man has, that man has, that was never uh, usurped. But if you even go back and think about when the enemy tried to tempt Jesus, notice that Jesus didn't agree that Satan owned those possessions. He didn't even address the devil on that level. And that reminds me of me sometimes. Sometimes when I know it ain't true, I, I ain't got time to address it. I'm address what I need to address. He simply led him to the truth. He said, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. He ain't stunting the enemy. And he didn't even, oh, you think you're going to give me something that already belonged to me. Okay. So Jesus didn't address Satan's lies or mis. Uh, representation of the truth. Jesus knew that while Satan possessed these kingdoms, he by no means had the authority to deliver them to Christ. It all belongs to God to begin with. All right. It is the third heaven with all power and authority by which can never be usurped. It can never be overturned nor denied no matter where in force. It don't matter. It don't matter. So this battle that we are enthralled in, that we are in with the enemy and the second heaven and the, and the first heaven and the earth, it has nothing, no bearings, nothing on the third heaven because God is in full control. He is in all control. When the Bible says all things work together, for the good of those who love the Lord, that is where the heaven and, and, and the third heaven, all things are, are, are perfect, are perfect. When we pray and we ask God, 
to let your will be done, your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. So when we're looking at things that are imperfect in our lives, we want to pull down from heaven those, per, you know, that, that perfect thing so that we can uh, have, have it the same in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, and I got kind of excited. I don't know if I said that right, but I know what I mean. <laughs> Woo, but in, in, in other words, you cannot usurp the power or the authority of the third heaven. And that gives us confidence in knowing that no matter what we deal with, no matter what we encounter, anything that is beneath the third heaven, where we can tap into the power and the authority of Christ Jesus, of God, there is nothing impossible, nothing impossible for him. We have nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing can be taken from us unless God allows it to be. And everything that is going on in our lives are working for our good, all right? So Satan is called the prince of the power of the air and the ruler of this world and I want you to know that these titles and many more signify Satan's capabilities his capabilities so for instance Satan is the prince of the power of the air that signifies in some way that he rules over the world of its disobedient people the things that we say a lot of times we speak in these word curses. We just relinquishing our rights, you know, thinking that we don't have the authority to have what God promised us. And we just hand it on off to Satan, okay? He is a major influence on the ideals, the opinions, the goals, the hope, and the views of the majority of people. And he influences the world's philosophies, our education, our commerce, a lot of our thoughts, ideals, speculations, these false religions of the world that are under his control, our, our uh, societies, our cultures, a lot of the things that we don't put under, you know, the rule of God. When we turn from God, when we turn from God and we become disobedient, we release our right, we release our authority, we release our power to Satan. But if you don't get anything else from this podcast today, I want you to know, I want you to walk confidently in the fact that you, as a descendant of Adam, even though he failed, even though he failed, but as an, a descendant of Adam, you have been permitted by God to restore the power and the authority that was rendered unto Adam. Now we know that with the second Christ that came, the second, I'm sorry, with the second Adam, Jesus Christ, that came, that the death that was pronounced, the death that was encountered, that we have been given everlasting life, that because of the blood that was shed by God, that he came, 
that he came to restore the world and I thank him for that we know that we were given everlasting life that when this body goes away there is a an eternity that is waiting for us that is awaiting us that third heaven that paradise it is there it is waiting for us so we know that that is coming but I come to discount every misnomer that has been preached that has been spoken that has been believed to make us think that we have no authority we have authority we walk in power we walk in authority so I want you to take this word and I want you to uh, begin to try the spirit by the spirit <laughs> try those spirits by the spirit and know that God is true know that God is 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 true and that the authority that he has given you you still have uh the ability to walk in it begin to declare authority over your life over your family over your ministry over your marriages over your children begin to walk in authority no matter what you're dealing with tap into that third heaven call down what is manifested in the third heaven to become manifested here in the earth your healing perfect peace perfect healing soundness of mind uh, reconciliation restoration of families amen I want you to begin to walk in that walk in that that is the God given promise that he has given unto you amen so I thank you for letting me get this off of my chest I told you I got a couple more in my backlog but I want to be obedient to God but I I just wanted to share this with you on today and thank you for being a part of my very first podcast I love you all so much continue to pray for prophetess Dawn uh, aka Moa (laughs) I'm a Moa now so I thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day So I pray that you were blessed uh, with the teaching uh, from the last segment. But this is going to be the last segment of this broadcast. And I just want to share a few things overall uh, for warfare in the heavenly. So that we, you know, we a lot of times we don't know. We just don't know. We don't know what power and authority we have. Uh, but, but now that you know, I want you to put it to practice. All right. So number one. We wrestle against spiritual forces, not against flesh and blood. So stop trying to fight in the physical. Just just stop because you're not going to win. You are spiritual beings having a human experience. And therefore, you continue to try to wrestle with this flesh and blood. You're going to continue to lose. You have got to develop spiritual strategies. Okay. All right. So this is an organized kingdom with delegated authorities, world rulers, and wicked spirits. You've got to know the principles. you got to know the rules, the regulations, and each of the heavenly so that you can enact your authority. I already shared with you, you have dominion over the earth. Remember that. You have delegated authority over the first heaven in that the angels were given delegated authority over uh, the first heaven by God and you 
have been given authority over the angels. Amen. So that makes sense. And in the second heaven, because Satan does not have authority over you, you have authority over him. The only heaven that you cannot enforce or inflict your authority over is the third heaven because you cannot usurp the authority of the third heaven. But what you can do is you can pull down the blessings or the power from the third heaven into the earth. Amen. All right. So we must sound the trumpet, clothe ourselves for battle, take up spiritual weapons, know our enemy and attack. You are in attack. You are under attack. You are always in spiritual warfare. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. As, 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 um, Children of God, ambassadors of Christ, kingdom citizens, you are always in spiritual warfare. You are either under attack or you are in uh, initiating the attack. Know that this war is never, ever over. So you got to put on uh, the right uh, battle uh, clothes. You got to have the right equipment. Okay. Satan has limitations methods of attack and scheme he tempts us he accuses us he deceives us okay you got to be knowledgeable of his tactics pray ask god meditate get before the lord ask him to make you aware of your opponent okay satan has limitations again he is not the ruler of this world and where he rules he does not have any power or authority over you as a son of god all right so methods for disarming demons uh, includes researching the past repenting of all sins forgiving all others recognizing god's purpose ministering with compassion praying with all prayer and speaking to the mountains okay so these are methods for disarming demons remember we taught about where the demons dwell what they do how they strategize and how they have temporary uh, residency here in the earth right so you have to know how to disarm them all right so the boot camp of spiritual warfare should be in our local churches all right working with the sheep and ministering deliverance to them one by one that's what we got to do we got to get back to that a lot of us have turned away from the local church just because of the dysfunction the contention the conflict a lot of things that's going on in the church and i'm going to address that in some upcoming podcasts but know that the boot camp you know, where you get that spiritual warfare training, it needs to be in the local church. And we need to work with the sheep and we need to minister deliverance. Some, you know, y'all keep trying to, to, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? We always trying to negotiate, you know, with these demons or we want to try to compromise. No, you got to get deliverance. You got to deliver these demons out. All right. So the ground level warfare is casting demons out of people. Strategic level warfare is coming against territorial spirits. So at the ground level, we are casting those demons out. God gave us that power. He gave us the authority. Everything that Jesus did when he walked the face of the earth, 
with the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us and with the power of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed, we have the same power and authority to cast out demons out of people on the ground level and more strategically to come against these territorial spirits, okay? God sets the battle plan. God sets the plan. He is the head. He sets the plan. So in order for you to know, you got to get into your quiet time, begin to pray and meditate and listen, listen to God so that you know the plan. All right. So we have the authority to pull down strongholds. We have the authority. It was given to us as it was given to the 12 disciples, the 70, and to the church, okay? So we have the authority to pull down strongholds. Strongholds, I'm sorry. Uh, the warfare should be led by those who have spiritual jurisdiction over their territory. Now, let me be clear. Let me be very clear because sometimes we get in front of ourselves, just like, you know, children who are ignorant and unaware of their level of authority or their power. They may step out of bounds. So make sure that warfare is led by those who have spiritual jurisdiction over their territory. And what gives us spiritual jurisdiction is the purpose and the plan of God, the purity of our hearts, how we are walking in our walk. Amen. Not all of this stuff that we see, we, we write to these so-called prophets or prayer warriors or, or, or demon slayers or whatever, and they tell us, you give us $50 and we can get rid of this and that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where are you in Christ? Where are you? Do you have spiritual jurisdiction over these territories? If not, connect with someone who does. All right. So we should pull down strongholds. We should bind and loose. That is what we are to do as God's church, as God, as Christ's uh, disciples. That is what we have to do. All right. So Christ's church, through the exercise of her authority, can change the course of history. We got to stop sitting back and letting stuff happen and know that we have authority. We got to just start exercising it. Begin to exercise the authority that you walk in. All right. So you should continue uh, in spiritual warfare until victory comes. How many times do we get so tired? We get started in the thing and then we get tired and then we don't continue. And we we look at God like, oh, well, we didn't get the victory. Well, you didn't continue in spiritual warfare. Okay. Be prepared to wrestle with the enemy. Keep your faith. Remain steadfast in prayer and spiritual warfare. All right. Our strength in the Lord is derived through spiritual exercises. <laughs> spiritual exercises, daily prayer and Bible study. You've got to do the work. Fasting, fellowship with other believers. Yes, that is needed. Praise, worship, and our testimony, and most importantly, walking in holiness. We got to walk in holiness, all right? So we dwell, we are dealing with principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenlies, all right? 
Wickedness includes perverseness, greed, witchcraft, occult, cults, false religion, new age religion, and things of that sort. All right? So we must forgive everybody, no matter what they did to us. That's important. We got to start forgiving. And if you can't forgive, y'all leave me some voice uh, messages to this podcast. We're going to pray for that. But you got to forgive. That's something that holds us back. All right. We must sanctify ourselves as individuals and cleanse the church corporately. We got to be cleansed corporately. All right. After we have cleansed ourselves, we simply speak to the principalities and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. We do not have power or authority beyond Christ Jesus. So we must simply speak to these principalities and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. All right. So we must put aside jealousy, doctrinal questions, and other factors that separate us and the church from each other. Pull down ignorance, fear, and prejudice. We got to set it aside. We got to deal with it, but no longer allow it to bind us, okay? And we have to help those who are bound by blindness, disease, poverty, fear, fear in uh, mental, physical, and spiritual uh, areas of their lives, amen? So I declare that God will bless us, but we have to know. We have to know what to do and how to do. And I declare and decree this day that as a result of this broadcast and of this podcast, that we are going to be walking in spiritual authority in the earth and we're going to pull down the blessings from heaven into our lives and we're going to be fortified. Uh, and and victorious over any of the vain attacks of the enemy in Jesus' name. I thank you once again for listening to this podcast, and I'm excited to have done it. And thank you. Please, please, please give me your comments and, you know, let me know what you like. And we will be doing this again. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye.